This week on The Other Kind Radio, Conan gets robbed again, delayed video game equals death threats, and world records are meant to be broken if you hustle two, four, seven. All that and then some headed your way. It's October 28th, 2020, and this is episode 100. Wait, I mean, and this is episode 100. Hey, somebody left the effect line on. <laughs> and that's how you know it's live, folks. <laughs> Recorded live from the studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to the podcast known as The Other Kind Radio. The Other Kind Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in which Todd and Jeff ping-pong around all things pop culture and deliver it to you, the kind listener. And you'd think, after 100 episodes, I'd still remember when to hit a button. But here's the truth, folks. And Todd shaking his head no. I'm a little nervous today. We got a big show. It's 100. And we've got a special guest. I'm really excited about this episode. Glad you could join us. My name is Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. And before we get too far into this pop culture omelet, we'd like to encourage all of our listeners to like, subscribe, and like the other kind radio. I said like twice. By doing so, you are helping feed the algorithm that keeps the podcast universe spinning and our show in its gravitational pull. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Pub 134. Pub 134 is a cozy pub located in Maple Village right here in Omaha, Nebraska at 90th and Maple. Football, beer, cocktails, friendly staff. They've got the Huskers that are going to be on TV this weekend. They'll be watching that game. If you're looking for fun, if you're looking for good customer service, if you're looking for a deal, go to Pub 134 right here in Omaha, Nebraska. Tell them the other kind radio sent you. And maybe they'll give you some popcorn or something. Pub one three four. It's where the sandwich meets the butter. All right, enough <laughs> for that silliness. Let's go ahead and welcome my podcast partner, the person that uh, after a hundred episodes can still hit his mark like a true champion. He is a family generator, film school graduate, movie maker, guitar and drum player, book author, dive bar boombox founder, and all around a renaissance man, live from his studio in the great state of Texas, and develop developing and delivering the pop culture significance of the number 100 or 00. Please welcome Todd. Can I get diced tomatoes on my pop culture omelet? Yes. Yes, you can. I got really hungry. I mean, from the moment you said pop culture omelet, I'm like, <laughs> I might have to check out because I haven't had breakfast yet. Oh, and you haven't? Oh, no. My. I, I am. I, this whole COVID thing has me where I eat breakfast more around noon and I eat like a light lunch around three. And yeah, it's really jacked with me a little bit. But I'm, I must admit, I went to uh, I got up this morning and celebrated the 100th with a little ba da ba ba ba. So I've had a little, uh, and what is that with the, the, the jingle? What was that? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, my belly's full. Yours is not Todd. Tell us about what's going on 
with the number so zero zero. Jeff throws it to me as he did in the T's. We're at, we're at one hundred. So first off, here's a raised coffee of a cup of coffee towards you. Let's <laughs> see, it's live. See, I apparently I have a little than mine too. Um, so he he teased me with we're at one hundred. So just go zero zero. But I thought you know let's not shortchange the listener. Let's give him a hundred because there are a few things that we can do about the one hundred. Now we all know that it's a natural number following 99 preceding 101 as always, but a few little pop culture things. It's the number of yards in American football. Did you know that Jeff? Did you know 100 yards was the number of yards? I knew it was more. I knew it was more than 10. Cause that's what the Cowboys can't get to get a first down. Ding. Yes. Thank <laughs> God almighty. Two Cowboy fans on yeah. one podcast may just actually beat the crap out of each other. It's also the number of runs required for a cricket batsman to score a century, which apparently is a significant milestone according to Wikipedia. It's also the number of points required for a snooker player to score a century break. And at this point, no one cares anymore. <laughs> now let's move on to the double digits there. This is the odds. I, I begin with this for my wife. And also I, I've noticed weirdly that some of the things I'm going to talk about kind of dovetail into many of the things we've talked about about the past few episodes where it's brought up our ideas, our memories of meeting in the dot-com age. So mm-hmm. let me start with this. And this goes into uh, us lambasting the peanuts organization going to Apple TV plus this was the year that the final Peanuts comic strip appeared in newspapers, having been there and debuted on October 2nd of 1950. They would obviously go on to change the way pop culture looked at comics, spawning movies and TV shows. Let's see. We also had, now let's move on into the age of the dot-com bubble burst in 2000. What that also did was it took a mega Titan of that era and had them merge with the mega Titan of all time. And that would be AOL became a part of time Warner. Now, as a side note, AOL is now owned by the same company that owns the company I work for. So they are no longer there. This shows the fluidity that all that stuff happened. We basically had a lot of things happening where uh, it wrecked the stock market because of the dot-com thing, except that, you know, when we probably get 20 years from now, we begin to see that that had a lasting effect. That's actually changed for the better. The popular show, big brothers first broadcast, on a German private channel. Uh, that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Let's talk about popular films of the aughts. Ron Howard's uh, uninteresting, unfaithful and mistake ridden adaptation of how the Grinch stole Christmas came out in 2000. Did, did I say I didn't like that movie? <laughs> I don't even know what the movie is. How the Grinch stole Christmas. But Ron Howard did that. Yeah. He directed the feature with Jim Carrey. Yes. Oh. And I had to take my child to see that. And my wife loved that cartoon at about 10 minutes into it. I thought, I, I do believe that the first film on the never ending loop of films that will be shown to me when, when I reside in hell has begun. <laughs> it was awful. We also had that year cast away the perfect storm, which you know what ages pretty well. I actually stumbled upon that the other day. It wasn't half bad. Aaron Brockovich, Billy Elliot, and the best picture winner that year that still I'm not a big fan of, and I know I'll get beaten up for it. Gladiator. Yes. Not a big fan of that film. 
Poppy musicians of the era, Lenny Kravitz, U2, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Madonna, Faith Hill, Dandy Warhols. And from there on, everybody kind of goes, huh? <laughs> you know, 2000s, I, I don't want to knock it, but it, it to me, it ends up being when you've got the dot-com bubble burst and you got all these things, a, a period of change that the artistic integrity of that year wasn't exactly something for me that pushed it forward. So... Here's the great thing for the odds. They now get to say that they have a 100th episode of the other. That's right. That's right. Two things real quick. One, I was in a uh, situation just this past week where I had to take an email address and had to giggle to myself that it was an AOL address. So your AOL addresses still work. Um, And then number two, I think you're absolutely right. I think at the odds, there was obviously internet. And then I think it was a lot of testing of water and a lot of trying to figure out how things um, are going to work in this kind of new environment with with Internet and, and just kind of being social media and everything else. I mean, we had QCAT, for God's sake. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and I, I want to be fair to a lot of the artists at the time. Sure. You know, you've also got people on this list. I'm looking at REM, which I think is, you know, by and large, a very good band. I just, and, 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 and let me also add to that. There obviously are a lot of independent films coming out. You know, this is the beginning of artists using uh, more th- streaming media to get the things right. out that they didn't have to have big record deals. I'm just, I'm taking this pop co- culture forefront and saying not an incredibly interesting year. Right. For things. Well, I guess if nobody thought that the whole, everybody thought the whole world was going to end, that they weren't going <laughs> to take a big chance on anything. All right, Todd. Thank you for the uh, the pop culture meeting of one of of zero zero, aka one hundred. Uh, before we get into headlines, let's go ahead and get our special guest on the show. He is a video gamer, pop culture consumer, cannabis connoisseur, digital content creator, and the current world record holder with almost eighteen hundred consecutive live stream hours on Twitch, live from his studio located somewhere in an area known as New England. Give it up for GP Hustler. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible intro. I appreciate that, man. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Of course. At least I at least I didn't screw that part up. Now, just so you know, GP, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I normally F up that entire intro some way or other each week, and I've done it consecutively for a hundred episodes. So, you know, we gotta keep the stream going. We're so glad that you're here. Uh I and obviously um you're streaming live right now, so we will try to move things along here for you. Um, just just to paint a picture for the kind listener, uh, what exactly are your 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 stream viewers? What are they seeing right now if they go to uh, twitch.tv forward slash GP Hustler? Uh, so normally you'd obviously get to see me doing my my twenty four seven stream, gaming, doing IRL stuff like that. Right now we are currently um, doing a watch party. Twitch offers watch parties through Prime Video, and so in purpose of the interview and stuff like that, the podcast, I have everything muted. They can still see me full screen, um, but uh, people in my chat, my moderators and stuff like that, are letting people know, hey, he has an interview in progress. Um, He'll be back soon, but they still can see me full screen. There's a little movie we're playing right now, so they're still being entertained. They're okay. Nice, nice. Well, we we appreciate that because I know that one trying to take time out for this, and two still keep the stream alive, uh, streak alive is 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 uh, a little bit of uh, chewing gum and, and running at the same time. So we appreciate that. 
Uh, so welcome to the program. Let's go ahead and get into some headlines here. That's the wrong sound clip. See, this is yeah, great. It's really good with this, by the way. Welcome to the podcast where Jeff pushes the wrong buttons, but it's okay. <laughs> we love Jeff. hundred episodes in, I can say I love Jeff. Oh. Uh, I never met him before this podcast, but I like him now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got, yeah. I'm, this is the whole transition phase. I'm doing 100. Now it's you and GP taking over. All right. Let's get in some headlines. Uh, kind of ran through them this morning. Uh, one I saw, which uh, I'll be interested to hear uh, GP's uh, uh, take on. Uh, I see that they're bringing back Saved by the Bell. Zach, wow. Kelly, Jesse, and Slater, we're going to turn to Bayside in a new Saved by the Bell. It's going to be on the Peacock streaming network which i guess is nbc's streaming solution um i watched i tried to watch the trailer um this is off of uh news.yahoo.com feel free to go and look it up um i i know todd and i's take on it gb was that a show that you watched growing up i know you're a, a few years oh, wow. younger than us <coughs> excuse me um Wow. Yeah. Saved by the bell was a, a classic. I, I, I don't even know anybody. I mean, I'm, I might not be as close to your guys' age, but, uh, I'm, I'm up there. Um, but Saved by the bell was a classic. I'm actually just hearing about this, this, is it a remake a reboot? What, what is it? I'm just hearing about it for the first time. Yeah. It's a reboot. So they're, they're getting all the same actors. Uh, wow. Minus I think one or two of them that couldn't make it or whatever are busy. And now it's, you know, at the same high school so many years later. I mean, we're, we're rebooting, um, what was it, G DJ Jazzy Jeffs? What was the one, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? That got rebooted with more serious tone. I mean, Todd and I, I talked... I saw that preview. That was incredible. I didn't know that. I, I, look, these shows don't hit my radar. I, I'm looking, I, I went had to say, when did this first premiere? August 20th of 1989. So... I, here, let me show my age. I was 23 years old at that time. I was too busy being musician in film school, Todd, and, you know, not paying attention to Saved by the Bell. So I, I knew of it. I knew the people, but wow, I'm, I'm shocked by this. I'm shocked by what you're saying by the Fresh Prince. I had no idea. The Fresh Prince is coming back with a little more of a serious tone from what I got from the trailer. You, you saw it as well, GP. Did you get the same feeling? Yeah, it, it almost looks like a, a movie. Like it, it is incredible the the direction they're taking with it. It's very serious. It's got such a dramatic feel to it. It really looks interesting. Like, I, it's tough when people do the remakes and the reboots because you never know if it's going to have that same magic. But this looks like it's got its own its own thing to it. I mean, that's that's the point. At least with that one, they're bringing it back and they got a twist on it. Um, this just looks like, hey, we're walking right back into Bayside and and you know. Oh look, that person's old, and this person's the governor. And are they teachers now, or how's how's that? Well, I guess they're still in high school. They actually <laughs> never graduated. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really wacky problem. And then and then Dustin Diamond or whatever his name is shows up and he saves it. Right, he's saved by the bell. Yes, so yeah, he, he's show. the one to save it. Wow. Yes, <laughs> he is this time. He's actually the smart one. He's the, yeah, he's the only one that can remember where the bell is. That's actually really good because it, it, no, it's. Uh, what I got from the um, the article is, I guess Zach is now the governor, and oh. then I think Mario Lopez works at the school, and the blonde that did that fantastic film about strip clubs is a principal, I think. Um, what was her name? And what movie? Decent come back in it because she was the only one that ever hit my radar. Is like interesting what was the stripper movie that she was in it was awful showgirls showgirls, showgirls. there we go all verhoven i believe <laughs> there you go 
Um, so we'll have to wait and see. I, I don't have that streaming service. Probably won't pick up that streaming service just because this is coming out. But uh, for the kind listener out there, uh, there's a uh, there's something on your radar. Uh, also uh, reported earlier this week, uh, Conan O'Brien trying to do a very nice thing. Rather than record in a studio owned by TBS, he moved his show to a local theater and was going to tape, uh, you know, COVID tape out of there. And someone this past week broke in to the, to the theater and stole a bunch of laptops and stuff. Um, I mean, again, try to do a nice thing. There's, there's some funny things. This is off of, uh, I believe, The Hollywood Reporter. Um, where they just came in and there were some laptops and a slate that was uh, taken. A slate for the kind listener is the uh, the thing clapper. that you see, the clapper, clapper uh, that comes down before and after every scene. Um, he joked that, of course, this isn't happening to, to any of the other big-time talk show hosts and was just kind of wondering what this person thought when they broke into the theater and saw like a hundred and some odd seats of cardboard cutouts staring at him as they were uh, ripping gear off from from the show um this screams inside job to me i i don't know inside job do you think that andy was the one that showed up and said i'm conan i'm taking this right now fuck him what do you mean? i know we try not to drop the f-bombs but you know when i'm an andy character i have to that's right <laughs> i mean i it's just it, i guess it's just sign sign of the sign of the times he he did make some some fun though and, and compared his show to now he goes we were you know a, a nationally televised talk show and now we're in you know a nissan sentra <laughs> which i thought it was, was, it was leno i think leno did it <laughs> i that you that is a genius take on that and by the way we've probably never discussed conan but i actually eventually had to quit watching conan i'm not the you know i'm not the big beat my chest me too guy obviously having a daughter i'm very aware of those kind of things it gets to the point where conan kind of feels like your creepy uncle because every woman that comes on he goes oh you look great and it's like oh. I, can, I can see that i can see that <laughs> and i and i liked him he was you know even when he would come to dallas a friend and i would go see him tape live and i liked him but the more i watched i was like no so Conan, I actually took them and it was because you have moved into creepy land. So Conan filmed the effect of COVID there uh, by getting his studio or is at least his set broken into in a theater there in California. Uh, On to our last headline before we get into the, the center stage main focus of today's show. And uh, this was something that I learned about watching uh, GP's uh, stream yesterday uh, there on Twitch. Um, so the big, you know, one of the huge releases right now, and it's been talked about, and I'm sure GP is going to have a little more uh, knowledge on this than I, is a game called Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. It first made big, big uh, waves, um, I think at E3, when it was announced, the game itself was announced, and um, uh, now I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose his name. You loved him in... Keanu Reeves. Thank you, Keanu Reeves came out and announced that uh, the game, and then I guess he has an appearance in the game. Since then, it's become this huge following, and as of yesterday, it was originally supposed to come out in November. Now the release date has been delayed till December 10th. That obviously <clears throat> devastating news to a lot of gamers that are uh, experiencing COVID and trying to self-quarantine or at least uh, limit social interaction. But it, uh, the article that I read uh, this morning comes off of uh, pushsquare.com 
is the developers have been receiving death threats since the announcement of the delay on December 10th. Going a little far, GP, I know you've got more uh, head knowledge on this as far as things go. Um, what can you? What did I leave out? What, what are your thoughts on this? Um, the, the death threats is a brand new thing. I'm just hearing about that from you. That is just that's sad. Like you know, for a for a you know, I mean, we we're all excited about the game and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. You know what I mean? Like, and it got delayed another three weeks. So the reason a lot of people are so upset was it's obviously this big massive game that people have really excited to play um it's been in development for a long time it's actually been delayed about four or five times so it was originally supposed to come out very early this year and then it got delayed to like april and then somewhere else and then november and then now it's three more weeks and pe people are getting a little antsy to play it so i get that but but the death threat that that's a little ridiculous come on people right because kind of a, it's kind of a catch-22 if 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 they don't delay it and fix things that they're seeing is wrong and the game comes out and it's buggy and crashes then you're going to get death threats so um, you know yep. to me I, i'd rather and, and 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 i get it and i and i actually kind of enjoy the enthusiasm especially watching some of uh and reading some of the chat in your channel that people were like, yeah, I was raging earlier. You know, I've calmed down. I've come to grips with the fact it's going to be like, I love the passion and I love the fact that people, and I'm really excited about the game too. Um, but yeah, I mean, to, to, to get to the point where you're actually, you know, threatening the devs and everything. I mean, it's almost like threatening the baker that if, you know, the bread isn't good, that you're going <laughs> to take them out. I mean, you want the baker to be happy and I don't know. I'm, I'm now we're in, you have, we, this is a new baking show that we're doing. Nobody knows this. I'm changing <laughs> I the format. I'm so confused at this point because once again, having a kid who is obsessed with hunger games and I think Pete is a bread baker, I feel like I'm talking to my kid again. I'm like, holy crap. No, we're not talking hunger games. So look, as the one that is by far of the three of us here, the most passive gamer GP, just so you know, I, I, I own an Xbox. I'll probably buy the new one. I know this game is this game, a PlayStation game exclusive. What is it? Or is it both it'll be available everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. So who knows? It might hit my radar. I don't care. And I also am that person that gets the EA play thing so that I play last year's Madden as today's Madden. And I'm kind of behind. I, I understand the passion of wanting something, but don't you want them to get it right? Obviously you set deadlines so you can advertise, so you can get it out, et cetera. You also do deadlines so your team knows what they're working against. But if something's wrong, don't you want them to get it right? That's right. So we advise, yeah. we advise all of the, all of the gamers across the uh, other kind radio nation, just deep breath. It'll be fine. It'll show up. It'll be just a few weeks late. Like uh, GP said, what, three weeks. That's not that bad. Yeah. About 21 days, you know, all right. And, Go ahead. Hang on. I, I don't know if you know this in another kind of exclusive. Mm -hmm. Jeff is actually going to deliver your copy of the game. Each game that is purchased, <laughs> Jeff will show up handing it to you at your door. So you have that to look forward to. All right. I'll, I, I will do that. I will start gassing up the car now. All right, so that's headlines. Once again, you're listening to The Other Kind Radio. I'm Todd. He's Jeff. He's Jeff. I'm Todd. And today is a big day. Not only is there our 100th episode, so, uh, you know, again, a congratulations to Todd. I will spent this uh, past week kind of looking at some of our past episodes. Uh, we did the AFI Top 100. Uh, I've learned so much as far as film uh, and music, and I know we talk some video games, but today we have a special guest that, uh, uh, to me, when I was first introduced and in what he was doing and um, spent a lot of time on his channel, and I... I know, I know GP may feel like I, sometimes I was a bit of a stalker, but I really wanted to do my research on it. 
um, because I think this is a, a very interesting um, challenge. And not only that, but has a lot of potential and the channel's really good. So with us, uh, as we introduced him earlier, is GP Hustler. You can find him at twitch.tv forward slash GP Hustler. What he is doing real quick for the kind listeners that may not know what Twitch is, Twitch is a website you can go to and watch people play video games. Now, I don't have the time to explain everybody what that is or why you should go. Just do it because it's very interesting. There's all kinds of different video games, all kinds of different content. I was uh, looking over the newswire, as they'd say in my day, and I saw a headline about a Twitch streamer that had been streaming live for over a thousand hours. Todd's much better at math. He can tell me what that is. I think we're coming up pretty close to uh, 1800 now. So I clicked on the channel and started checking out and here's this cat who is taking his stream and never shutting it off. Now there are a few caveats. GP can tell us about that. Uh, but the first thing I want to mention about this young man that is streaming is the patience that he has. I'm, and this might be my age, I get on a channel and I just watch. I try to be funny, but my timing and text and chat is, is not really good. But uh, they humor me as the old guy. And literally for the first couple of uh, minutes and half hours that I was watching GP stream, he was getting the exact same questions. Do you sleep? Do you go to the bathroom? Do you eat? Are you okay? This is bad for you. And I knew he was so patient and so kind with everybody. Immediately I fell in love with the channel and I've been watching since. GP, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing and why you're doing it? And feel free not to answer any of those questions that you get a thousand times a day. Yeah, no problem. Um, basically, I'm just throwing my life away, just sitting here doing. No, um, <laughs> the the questions and the patience. I appreciate you you recognizing that. That's. Um, I will be honest. That's not something I'm I'm always the best with. But in this current moment, like we kind of went like globally viral with the whole 24 seven stream over one night. Like after we hit a thousand hours, there was like an article on Reddit that kind of blew up, and then press took a hold of it from all across the world, and and we we had tons of people here, and. To me, like normally stuff might might bother me, but I completely understood. Like I, I was actually just so excited, like, oh my God, there's all these people here. Like I just want to treat them all. Like I don't I don't see a reason to not treat somebody nice. Like it, you're just wasting your time and energy and stuff like that. So like when people come in and they all keep asking the same question, I watch people in chat get upset and I'm like, you know, try to look at it this way. Like that person just got here. They have no idea who's asked that question before, how many times it's been asked. Did I just answer it? Like, <laughs> they're just curious. Like they're, this is something that they are genuinely interested and excited in. So to, to, for someone to come up to me and say, Hey, I'm interested in what you're doing. Can you give me a little bit about it? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm super happy to give them the information, even if it's the same thing I've had, you know, do you sleep? Do you eat? You know, stuff like that. Like it's, they're just curious. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a good quality to have. And, uh, it does add to the channel because now having watched it for a while, you know, when somebody does ask a question like that, you kind of feel like you're, you're part of the community and we all just collectively roll our eyes and be like, Oh God, here we go. But you're absolutely <laughs> right. Now, before we get into heavy into the Twitch streaming aspect, I am interested, um, cause in some of our earlier or chats and, and communications, uh, you said you're a huge pop culture fan. You like film, you like television, but I'd like to take the kind listener 
uh, kind of back to the beginning um uh, to, to your early gaming experiences like what was the first console did you have what was the first game that uh that kind of blew your mind that that set you on this 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 track of 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 just enjoying video games as much as uh other core, hardcore gamers out there wow um a long long time ago <laughs> um i i couldn't quite tell you um my first ever gaming experience the first one i ever saw but i want to say it was something like on on the original nintendo i remember seeing zelda like mm-hmm. for the first time I, I just saw it running and i was like oh that's that's crazy you're you're controlling what's on the television with this little paddle like that that's insane like um so like back then graphics and stuff like that didn't matter because we were like wow we're interacting with this right now like uh, this is insanely different um so that kind of set me off like i i would like to see more about this so i think i just started you know finding people that had consoles and games and stuff and i just it it was mario you know mario was simple and easy and the duck hunt and stuff like that you know i i kind of obviously gaming was around before then like atari and stuff like that but i actually got lucky that i got in at the time that regular nintendo was around so then when super nintendo came out like um we had we got one for the family so like me and my brothers would play and yeah from there on it just went to anything i could get my hands on gaming related i just could not stop myself and uh the one i fell in love with that just i think changed everything for me i got super passionate about final fantasy 7 yes um it, it was just i fell in love with the characters the everything like i actually was invested a lot more than i had ever been and that really changed a lot for me you hit on a number of things there and one of the assumptions i've made about you in can ask you personally now is you don't strike me as a particular in some ways i think you're like me you strike me as a person that is not loyal or a fanboy of a particular brand and or technology um you know i think a story is a story and a game is a game and if i need to and i have the means to get whatever device needed to play that game um then you know obviously i'm gonna do it um so obviously cross-platform, you know, playing different different types of games. My question to you is, you know, sometimes video games and, and, and fanboys or fangirls make you want to choose sides. How have you avoided that? And then the follow-up question is, how supportive was your family of you playing video games? Was it, was it the typical, you know, they're going to rot your brain, they're bad for you, or were they supportive? Um, well, yeah. So every, I think everybody's parents and family and friends and people around them, they do genuinely want what's best for you. And if they're not understanding of, Hey, they're just hanging out. Like they're, they're just having a little bit of fun. They're doing this. They're not bothering anybody. They're not hurting anyone. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if they completely understand that about gaming. Like they, they, they do look at it as, Oh, they're just being lazy and throwing their life away. Like, um, I was never like discouraged from doing it. Like it was never like, you need to put that away right now. And blah. but it was like, you know, yeah, it, it was the typical response. Like, you know, don't do it too much and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And then, and then I apologize. My, my question was kind of long there as far as, um, staying free of, of falling into, I only play PlayStation. I play Xbox. Right, I only right. do PC. Uh, what I'm curious is what are your, some of your thoughts on that? Um, for a little while, I was very heavy into Xbox, but it was never, it was never to put another one down. It was just that 
um, like when Halo came out, me and my immediate group of friends, we we just got so attached to that game that we followed that game series. So we kept getting in Xbox, Xbox 360. Like we just stuck with Xbox, our achievements, our friends list, our previously purchased content. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and you know, for most people, you you can have like one console, right? You know, each generation you're going to get one. Sure. You might want both of them or all of them, but yeah, I was never a uh, 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 team Xbox is better than the, like yeah. they they all like I've come to realize that they literally offer such different things, even though they're the same thing. It's a gaming console. You're going to get pretty much a lot of the same games and experiences on them. They do offer different experiences and neither one of them is better than the other. They're, they're just different offerings. That's all it is. So like, I mean, PC is way better, but um, <laughs> yeah, you, you just gotta you well, just have fun, man. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And I was, I was shocked too. Cause when I became part of the gaming community community way, way back in the day, I was like, I was like, here I am, fellow gamers, you know, love me. And they were like, oh, you play Xbox. Yeah, we, we don't like that. And I'm like, well, how, how, know. You know, how can we not be inclusive when we're all gamers? And in a sense, we're all on the island of misfit toys. You know, a gamer's a gamer, right? So um, I, I think some of that's been torn down with some of the exclusivity as far as titles no longer really being pushed as hard. But I always tell people, you know, play what you want as long as you're enjoying, you know, the game. I know Todd is has got an Xbox, but I think that's just you know that's just what he's got. I don't think he has any necessarily bad feelings about any other type of technology yeah. out there. No, I, I have nothing against PlayStation except that my wife would kick my butt if I went and said I'm going to buy a second gaming platform. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, to go back to what you said about Halo, Halo was when they the gaming platforms got into this current era we're in. Halo was the one that a friend said, you got to play this. And then we ended up with a, a band of friends online that we all would get together. And I both loved and hated numerous people that we <laughs> played with, but that was half the fun of it, you know, but I want to say to what you guys are saying about this idea of it's one or the other. I think that when you look at the totality of pop culture right now, that isn't just gaming systems. Look at this. I'm an Android user. And do you know how many people wow, oh my yes. God, you use an Android? Yeah. Oh, I use Android. I don't care. Can you make calls? Can you text? Can you do everything from it? I like the way this one behaves. You'd like the way that one. I'm not stopping you. It, we have this need right now. It's no different than when, you know, like I said, I don't like the film gladiator. We all have this need to say, no, I'm right. You're wrong. Whatever it may be. So I, I don't think that that kind of mentality is going to go away anytime soon. That's well said. All right. So moving on from kind of early gaming experiences, thank you for sharing that with us. Let's, we're going to kind of jump into current and then future. I know right now you're playing a ton of red dead. I have you to thank for uh, getting the dust off the cover and, and playing the game myself and I'm having a ton of time. Um, I know that we're, we've got the news like, you know, cyberpunk 2077, uh, you know, the best you can, and I know this is kind of a, a broad spectrum as far as a question, but uh, what what are you excited about? You know, with the current gaming environment, and then you've mentioned a couple times on your um, on your channel, just kind of what you're looking forward to down the road. And and I thought those were really really uh, good observations. I thought you could share them with the kind listener now, just kind of where we are and and where you see us going. Yeah. Um gaming is so in incredible i really think they they drive a lot of um i'm not going to find the right word here but they drive well a lot of innovation and stuff like that in technology um they're always trying to push the limits and i love that um 
I like right now you, you nailed it. Red Dead, I am some reason just so addicted to that game. It's gorgeous. You feel like you're a real cowboy just running around just just doing open world stuff and I I love that immersion feeling of like you're you're actually living that character. They did a wonderful job on that game. I do play tons of other games right now like uh normally I'm a very like competitive shooter person. Um but I've missed out on a lot of story games and stuff like that recently because I'm so heavily involved with them. Yeah. So I'm very happy now to be jumping back into a bunch of stories I've missed, like the Red Dead, Witcher 3, stuff like that. I'm really excited. Obviously, Cyberpunk might come out someday. So <laughs> hopefully I'll get to play that. It's it's totally more than just like having Keanu Reeves and stuff like that. They're just pushing a lot of great future tech in that game. Um and we're just getting started to, to speak on like the future stuff, man. I don't even know where to begin, what to think. What's it's a little scary to yeah. wonder what are we going to be doing soon? Because like, almost like, are, are we eventually going to be the matrix? Like, is it going to be something like we plug into or, you know, I, I, I do think the next step, um, what, what I'm excited for the future right now, they just announced, obviously the new consoles and stuff are coming out way more powerful. Yeah. Um, and when we get that, we always get like the new engines. The engines are what the games are built on. Well, all the new engines recently came out. They've got all their new bells and whistles and the developers are just going to dive in and start working with what they can. So I'm excited to see where they go with that stuff. Um, I, I think the future is going to be a lot about interactivity, the VR, the, you know, stuff like that. They're going to push the limits of interactivity. It won't be like a traditional, con you'll still have controller in your hand, you know, normal stuff if you want to. But I think the, uh, I think the, the fully immersive VR type of stuff is really going to take off in the future. Yeah, that's so well said. Oh, go ahead, Todd. Todd's got something. Sorry. I, I, look, you guys are in this conversation. It's fantastic. I just want to ask this because you're both, I, Jeff, I actually saw last night, I popped on Xbox for a second. I saw that you were playing red dead. Why have y'all gone back to it? Has anything changed? Because I I still have it installed. I played it. I loved it. Are you just playing it again just to reimmerse yourself in it, or something? Some update changed something. GP. So, me personally, I um, like I said recently, I've been playing so much competitive shooters like Fortnite and stuff like that, Call of Duty on my channel. I've missed out on a lot of story games. So, me personally, like I played Red Dead One when it came out, um, and that was quite a while ago now. So I've been hearing Red Dead 2, I believe, came out like two years ago. So I am a little behind, but I'm behind on a lot of stuff. So me personally, that's why I'm getting into it right now. Okay. As far as the other people, I might be able to speak on them a little bit. Um, they, they're they just so – the, the game is so good that what them watching me play it, they just want to jump back in and do the same stuff. They're like, oh, my God, I remember doing that. Oh, I didn't even get to interact with that person. Let me go try to find – like, they just – it's basically giving them that magic all over again, and they're like, I, I got to get back in here. It's so good. I do get that because I did that. Uh, I'd forgotten that I installed Halo Master Chief, and I went through, and I thought, oh, I haven't played these forever. So I started on – I couldn't go back to the original Halo just because the graphics <laughs> actually bothered me. They look so bad. Um but as I started playing, I was like, oh, this is great. And I ended up playing almost every one of them except wow. for the, is it OSD or something like that? Yep. Yeah, ODST. Yep. ODST. I, I, that one I never cared for that much. So I, but I played all of them. So I get that kind of going back in time. And it's weird how those things feel fresh and new again. So maybe I'll jump in and play Red Dead. I'm always looking for something like I, that. I think you should, Todd. Um, one one thing that, that Red Dead has against itself is the, the first hour or so of the game is very linear and it takes a while to get through. And mm -hmm. the fun of Red Dead 
is having that open world. I played last night, I was watching GP stream, and I was uh, working on some some quests where I had to gamble. I had to play um, uh, poker with some people. So I'm just sitting there playing poker and watching GP stream. So, I'll, you know, some of the aspects of the game is just running and gunning and different things like that. There's a whole bunch of stuff, fishing, hunting, all that stuff. Um, but it's what I wanted to liken it to is it's kind of like starting a really good movie. And you're like, no, no, I don't want to just be able to watch 15 minutes of this. I want to be able to commit, you know, an hour and a half or two hours to watch the whole thing and enjoy it. And that's kind of what happens with Red Dead is it's hard to take in just little chunks because you're ready to jump in and play more. The problem with the poker element is I'm so bad at it. I actually ended up <laughs> owing money to the characters within the video game. So I don't ever play that part. Which all gets wired to GP's Twitch fund. So just oh, so you okay, know. Go, so good, 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 good cause then. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for kind of giving us your, your take on gaming. I wanted to talk a little bit about that with you and GP because you do such a great job on your channel of educating and telling people about games and why it's fun and being honest. I love the fact that you're not jumping on and limited to or limiting yourself to just what's hot and you know like Valorant and some of these other games that I've played I you know they're great games and, and they have great developers but I'm not necessarily just tied or, or or feel drawn to them as I am with with some of the other games kind of like Todd was saying earlier everybody has taste so by doing that and explaining it to people on the channel the, and, and your viewers that come in I, I think that's a really good return as far as watching somebody enjoy a video game and I don't want to in any way downplay other streamers or what they do, because a lot of them are doing really good things. But that's something I found in your channel that I really like. There's a, just a little more as to, hey, this is why I'm playing it. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, all we're going to be doing is running around and kind of, you know, doing side quests or just, you know, hunting or fishing. Or I was watching you try to hunt birds of prey with tomahawks last night. And I couldn't drink any water or anything because you were cracking me up with, you know, everything that was going on. So it's kind of like watching a movie in a sense. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so let's let's move into uh twitch streaming um now i've learned through your channel you have been streaming um actually on twitch for for over four years and it was a recent decision i believe earlier yes earlier this year that you decided to go 24 7 i kind of want to ask you or, or kind of get into you know when did the lighting strike and and what were some of the the logistics and life decisions you had to make to pull the trigger on streaming 24 7. all right uh you want you want me to talk about just the 24 7 in general or like how about like what like the magic of just streaming started like sure for me personally sure that in the transition to go okay. go full time or you know go go the full 24 yeah. 7 yeah yeah uh obviously we've been talking about i've been a massive addicted gamer my entire life it's it's literally the thing that makes me the most happiest like it's it's my favorite hobby it's my favorite thing to do i i really enjoy it not hurting anybody like it's great you know um so being just such an addicted gamer i've been surrounded by the gaming community forever i'm a very do-it-myself kind of person so i i don't like watching youtube videos to like help me get through a mission or spoil a story or something like that. I'm, I really don't enjoy that because it takes away from that experience from me. Um, so I never really was into watching gaming content. I knew it existed, but I just, it wasn't my thing. Right. Um, one day, I don't remember exactly how, but I, I somehow came across a clip of someone streaming live on Twitch and I was watching, I'm like, wow, this, this sounds like they're talking to somebody and stuff like that. So I, I went to the link, checked them out. They happened to be live. I said something in the chat and they responded within like 10 seconds. 
it, it blew my mind. Yeah. I was like, this person's they're gaming right now. They're they, I can see their content. They're they're chatting like this is so I learned that people could clip your best moments and stuff. I was just like, it was blowing my mind. Like, you got to be kidding me. Immediately. I, I didn't say I got to find a streamer to watch. I got to find my favorite. I was like, I need to do this. Wow. Holy cow. Like, I need to do this now. Like this. I this is what I want to do. Um, so that was where the magic hit started streaming, uh, some mobile games and stuff like that, like clash Royale immediately. Obviously you get trolls, you get negative people. We live in, you know, the real world, right? There's a lot of good people that, that show up. How can I help you? How can I shout you out? Would you like some channel art? Like it just kind of just took off. Like it, it took off in this big, crazy roller coaster. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't, I hate to like to my own horn or something like that. I do personally <laughs> think I'm a, a decent content creator, good streamer. Like I've, I've been yeah. watching streaming for a couple of years, like years now, I, you know, and I've seen the differences. Um, I, I think I've got, you know, some funny stuff and stuff like that. So the content's good. And, and I think that's where you can, you can really bring a lot of good people in and try not to focus on the negative people and that'll kind right. of keep them away. Um, and, and you do, and you do a good job of that. Uh, obviously even people that show up and, Again, I don't understand. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes, yeah. I, but again, I don't understand. It's just, it's just like with with um, with Uber uh, or Lyft. A lot of people don't realize that when you take a ride or ride with someone, not only can you rate the driver, but the driver can rate you. And it's kind of the same thing with Twitch. If you have, and I understand people make burner accounts and stuff like that, but you know, my my handle's Hectos, and I know that if I go into a channel and I decide to type something and hit enter, that that is in a record that's in a database that's right. what the moderators are going to see that's you know it's it's out there so you know i try to be kind i try to be funny sometimes but you know a punchline sometimes isn't funny 30 seconds after you know whatever happened um so so i completely get that and you do a good job of, of monitoring you also have a great list of moderators i celery anonymous hip-hop hippopotamus i can't i don't know how to say the guy with the dw what his his handle is Dwolin. yeah yes, Dwolin. Dwolin. Dwolin's fantastic they're always real nice and that's the other thing I like to tell the kind listener about when you go check out GP Hustler's channel, say hello, because they will say hello back. And that's the first step to kind of creating that community is people stopping in and just saying, hey, I'm just here to kind of see what's going on. And they're totally cool with that. And they welcome you uh, with open arms. One thing I want to follow up real quick on on the previous question was, did, was it now? It's fine if it wasn't. I mean, I understand sometimes things just happen. Was it a lightning in a bottle moment when you decided, you know what, I'm going to do this 24 seven? Like how did that come about to make that decision? Wow. Um, yeah, it, it's literally just kind of happened. So okay. I've been streaming four and a half years, uh, pretty much like 50 hours a week. I, I absolutely love this. I've, I sustain from my home like right now. So I'm able to put as much time as I can into, um, into this platform and into this hobby. Like when I, when I get something in my mind, I, I like to try to stick to it, especially something like this. I'm super passionate about, sure. um, so I've been streaming forever. The longest streams I'd ever done were like 19 hours, 17 hours, 15 hours. Right. Um, and, and those were fantastic, but it, there's, there's this thing, like, it's not really a thing, but 24 hour streams are kind of like, they, they kind of are a thing. You know what I mean? It's like a celebration. It's like a, you know what I mean? Streamers do it right. every now and then. Sure. You know what I mean? A lot of charity so, stuff done yeah. with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like to miss days when I stream, um, well, I missed a Friday and I told myself, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna give them a little bit longer of a stream on Saturday to make up for it. 
Um, it was it was Saturday. I started streaming at like five p.m. You know, late late in the afternoon. Yeah. Uh, it was probably like three four in the morning, and we were eight nine hours in, and I was like, man, I'm I'm not tired at all. Like, holy crap, we should do a twenty four hour stream. Do do you guys dare me to do it? And it kind of just ended there. I was like, it, we, we just kind of joked about it for a couple minutes. Um, started getting real tired like an hour later and was like, yeah, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> I just kept telling myself, hey, you know what? If we if we can make it to the sunlight, that'll give me the energy to go through the rest of the day. Do the 24-hour, and then I can say, fine, I did it. I had a 24-hour on my record. <laughs> yeah, that turned into 36 hours, and then chat was just telling me, keep going. Nice. I wanted to keep going, but personally um i want to make this very clear my my mental and physical health are the utmost sure. first first and foremost being taken in consideration during this i will never ever if if anything were to ever affect my health mentally or physically i would immediately stop um so 36 hours in i was like you know this is probably not great i need some sleep if we're going to do this i've got to sleep on stream or something like that so we actually found out the rules behind it you can't be listed under a category so I, I pulled out a mattress. I kind of laughed myself to sleep thinking this is crazy and woke up. Everybody was still here and we just kept going. So it turned into, Hey, go for the 48, go for a hundred. And then from the hundred, it's just turned into this wild, like, so we saw the record. We looked up all the records. It was, we, we found like 161, which is the Guinness record, which I've actually applied. Um, I got an application in process to try to beat their official record. Um, and then we found other articles. Like there was a 200, there was a 350. And that was like the biggest one we found anywhere. We looked everywhere. And I was like, well, maybe we'll shoot for that. It was kind of like in the back of my mind, like there's no way you're going to make that, but let, let's just try. And here we are right, 1700 right. hours later it's this is just a wild it's it's a it's a it's a it's truly a a, a feat that uh that i can completely identi identify with and i think it's so great that you had your your chat and your supporters going like go 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 and i will try and say this because i know you say it uh, upwards of anywhere between two or three dozen times a day for the kind listener there are the couple caveats i mentioned earlier are um, the software that GP uses to stream called OBS, um, has a 48 hour limit at 48 hours. The software shuts down and then starts back up. So the first question everybody gets is you can go into Twitch and hit a command line. that says, you know, uptime and it'll say, you know, GP hustle has been live for X, Y, Z. And then they immediately start asking about, well, that doesn't match your live time clock that you have on your screen. And he explains that so every 48 hours he has to stop a stream and restart it. But the rule is this if your stream is down for less than 30, excuse me, 60 seconds, the stream is considered live, still live. So he has to do that every 48 hours. And then all the other activities that he does, and I've seen you go grocery shopping and run to the store, he does from his phone. Um, is that summed up right? Is that, did I say that correctly? Yeah, that's pretty much right. Um, other than the, it's basically a Twitch feature, actually. So no oh. matter what um, program you use to stream, that's something that's built into Twitch itself. Um, I don't know the exact reasons behind it, but I have my own thoughts. Um, 48 hours is a long time to have a live stream and a video video content on a platform. So I believe they, they have the 48-hour limit to cut the video the vods down in size also to maybe clear the case between the streamer the server stuff like that you know what i mean i, I believe there's a couple reasons behind yeah. it um but yeah like with the 60 second disconnect protection 
if I were to switch devices to my phone or every 48 hours when Twitch resets the program, as long as the downtime, like you said, is not more than 60 seconds, there is still a live connection between me, the server and Twitch. It might show an offline screen to the viewer, but I'm technically live this uh, the same time. So what I do is I'll bring up my my uh, stream summary, put that on the screen and show everyone, hey, we are still continuing the stream that we were on. Um, yeah, that's how it works. You well, did a great job, yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, so continued success there. I know I'll be checking it out. I'm sure Todd will be swinging by and saying hi. Um, one last thing I wanted to touch on that I know is kind of a hot button, and this, this I know Todd's been so kind because I'm the geeky gamer, and he's done such a great job of hanging out. But this actually will get everybody kind of involved, and that's um, – with the subject of DMCA, which is the, what is it? Digital Millennial Copyright Act. Look at that. I can't start the show without screwing it up, but I can remember <laughs> what that stands for, um, which basically has hit Twitch streamers pretty hard is when it comes to music that's played during their stream. Now, Todd's not only a musician, he's got a band, he writes songs. So I figured this will kind of be a good way to, to get us all together and lead us into a pop culture uh, conversation. But as a Twitch streamer and as a, to me, a voice that that has a, a arguments both for and against, and does a great job of kind of explaining what this is all about. GP, can can you kind of walk us through, you know, what happened and and why this is such a big topic right now on Twitch? Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not the most educated on it. I should be because I you know I, I do have the education and stuff like that. But there are a lot of fine print, little fine details. And I don't exactly know what's happening behind the scenes, but uh, pretty much what the situation is when you're a, when you're a live streamer, when you put stuff on YouTube, stuff like that, you, if you don't own something, you can't use it. You, you have to have permission to use something. So if you want to play, you know, your favorite artist song in your video, you've got to get the clearance from, from people to do that in order to put that in your video. Now with streaming, nobody does that because they literally are just like thinking, I'm going to be fine. I'm not going to get caught. They're not, they're not, who, who's going to notice my stream. Are they really, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of that going around. They're, they're very, um, they're not very careful with it. And I will be honest, I wasn't either because I was like, you know, I, I'm helping the artist. Like how many people am I helping? I couldn't tell you how many people were like, Oh, I've never heard of this artist before. What's their music? Like, and to me, I'm helping the artists and the companies make future money, but I completely understand what the companies are thinking. It's like, Hey, you're giving out our product for free right now without our permission. You know, you might be helping us, but what you're doing is against the rules. So we need to do something here. So, so recently, uh, uh, so, so the DMCA covers a lot of stuff, movies, music, anything that is copywritten, that's what it covers right now on Twitch. The huge issue is music. The, the biggest thing, because people are just playing copywritten music all over every channel and the record labels are coming now. Now here's the thing. The artists, they, they would love you to play their music, right? But unfortunately, everything's a business. This, a lot of them don't own the rights to their own music. They sign to a label. So that label owns their music, even though it's their voice and their stuff they writ. Um, so even though they might want you to play their music and show it to new people, you, you got to think about the big guys that are pulling the strings up top. Like they, and they're a business, you know what I mean? They're, they're not looking for people to take their stuff from them without permission. So they're, 
we're, we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere soon here with it. There's gonna be a lot more fine print, and everybody's really going to completely understand the rules here soon. But right now, it's a very vague uh, setup, and uh, it's causing a lot of problems. But there's actually some meetings going on. I believe today there's a meeting going on about DMCA and stuff like that with like a lot of the big CEOs of companies. I th- I thank you so much, for kind of breaking that down for the kind listener. I want to get to Todd's thoughts in just a second, but. One of the things I really liked about what you said on your channel was there's there's an argument on both sides. And I what I see in headlines and Twitter feeds and other social media right now, it, it does seem once again that everybody's falling into a category of a pro or against um, as far as who's right and who's wrong. And, and I want to give you a lot of credit because I think, again, people coming into your channel and watching you and having that come up as a topic um, get a little education in it in, in, in a lot of ways, an unbiased education as far as what that means. Again, going back to what Todd said, everybody's going to have their own opinion, but to kind of deliver that, that information, the pros and cons in a way that let your listeners make their decision, I think is really, really important. And I, and while it may not get discussed a lot, uh, I want to commend you for that. And I think that's a, another thing that you do so well, Todd, I mean, you've got music out there, you've written music. I mean, you know, you, you, you pop on GP's, you know, stream and there you are singing and he doesn't have your permission. And what are your thoughts? Well, I think from my level, it's a very, very different discussion because <laughs> I, music is no longer uh, even close to a primary source of income for me. So anybody, you know, to GP, GP's point, if he puts it on there, I'd be like, hell dude, play it all you want. I right. want people to hear me. But, you know, we start getting into the, that my band does a lot of covers of songs, even songs for kiss and things like that. But we do them and GP this is just for you. We use very bluegrass oriented instrumentation to do pop songs. And, and it's just so that we're unique and, you know, kiss isn't going to probably come after me because they're going to look at it and go, oh, okay, that's our song you're not making any money off of YouTube and it keeps our thing out that that does occur within the rights issues. Now, when I begin to monetize that, if I get enough views and I start taking money from the Googles of the world because of YouTube, then they do come after me. So I understand from that perspective, it is theirs. They can argue the reason people come to listen to us do a version of us because they like them first and they find us. And I do, I get it you know, exactly what you said. These are many of these type songs are owned by large corporations. The songwriter may own the rights to actually having written it, but the record companies almost exclusively retain the rights to the recorded version of that song. And that's where you really get into some nasty legal stuff is you're using, it's no different than if you, you know, stole something from a large company and used it for your purposes. Well, technically that recorded version of that song is theirs. And no matter if the guys of kiss want me to play it, they have to get the permission for that recorded version. I I do think that you're going to, you know, just like what you're saying with, I, I wasn't aware of discussions and whatnot going on, but I think that the more and more we get into the age of shared media across the board, you're going to have to allow some version of that if you're not directly tying that with revenues generated then i think most likely they'll peel it back because the industries and jeff and i talk about this all the time you know the music industry is forever changed by napster and the things that occurred there the film industry is going to be forever changed by covid now people are trying to show this you're going to get to an, an area where these industries can't sustain themselves because they're going to try to stick to the legalities that made sense in an era that's gone 
this again this is a, a topic i'm sure we could spend several hours on um again i i thank uh, gp for his thoughts and and todd your thoughts on it because you know it is difficult um especially if, you know and oh and by the way i wanted to mention real quick to the kind listener if you want to listen to todd's band it's dive bar boombox it's on youtube and they do some great covers it's re- actually really good stuff um so we'll, we'll wait and see and and again i think the important thing uh again to to kind of uh lean on gp here is it's just nice to know that we've got people out there that first of all don't claim to be experts don't claim to have all the answers but do a great job of kind of breaking down a very complex situation so that we can kind of get an idea on it and see it from both sides um I'm always going to lean with the artist and and the little guy versus the record company who wants their, you know, their money for for some streamer playing, you know, shook me all night long or something like that. Um, so let's move on to our last segment here. I know we're we're running a little tight on time. I want to be respectful of uh, GP and his streamers, but I did want to break out. We wouldn't be a pop culture podcast if we didn't talk a little pop culture, right? What we're watching and everything. Um, so I'm I'm interested to hear, uh, you know the things that, uh, that, uh, GP that you're watching, if there's anything that you're excited about, uh, as far as current shows or anything, I know I was, um, it's, it's such a great thing to have friends reach out. And of course I'm doing this on the fly, but I just found out about the number one show on Netflix, which is called the queen's gambit. And don't ever read a book by its cover. Cause I looked at the screenshot or the thing on, it's the number one show on Netflix and it's a woman in a chessboard. And I mean, it was like, Nope, I'm out. But I had a few people reach out to me and say, Hey, you should check it out. Watch the trailer. And I'm going to be watching Queens Gambit because it looks pretty good. Todd shaking his head as far as that or nodding his head. Should I say GP what's on your radar? What are you watching? What's something you want to let people know about that's out there. That's worth consuming in this time that we have so much time to consume. Okay. Um, so with the whole 24 seven thing, it's a little rough for me to consume content right now. Like I, I'm literally just creating content 24 seven, obviously when I'm not, when I'm sleeping, I'm not, but so it's hard for me to get into stuff like that. Um, right now I'm, I'm big into Netflix and stuff. I, I love to find something new and just binge it. Like, I don't like to watch a show like, Oh, it's, it's season two, episode three. Let me see what this is about. Like right. I need to see something from beginning to end. Like, so yeah, the Netflix and stuff is great. I, I'm actually just hearing about that that show for the first time, and we're gonna watch that trailer later on the stream to to check that out. I know um, you're watching Utopia. You're a big yes. fan of that, yeah. I I was actually just that was one of the watch parties we just had on the stream while uh while we were doing this podcast. Um, so with Twitch, uh, Twitch is owned by Amazon. So it, um, Amazon also has a service called Prime. A lot of people when they think Prime, they think oh two day delivery stuff like that. They actually have music, books, movies, um, and their Prime Video service is this. This sounds like an advertisement. <laughs> their uh, their their Prime Video service um, is getting on par with Netflix. Like they're, they are producing some incredible original content and they're actually getting a lot of great content like movies and television shows from the past on there. Um, so with Twitch, they, if you have that, if you have Amazon prime, they actually allow you to watch that video on your stream with your viewers. So yes, we've been watching movies. Like we just watched Borat two the other day. Um, we watched, well, we watched Borat one, then Borat two, uh, utopia it, man, if I could give you guys a show to watch right now, utopia on prime video, it's about a, basically a, almost like an evil comic book that has come to life. That is predicting things that are happening in the world, but there's, it's the person that's writing it, that it's crazy. You got to see it. (laughs) Have you, are you Todd? Are you watching that? 
No, but that's only because I am so knee deep in Shit's Creek. Oh, and step away from it that I'm at this point not willing to open the door to anything else because I, that is a nonstop giggle fest for me. That's where I get stuck. I, I get sucked into one thing and people yeah. are like, you got to check this out. Like, well, I'm busy right now. Let me let me finish what I'm on. I've got some friends that do that to me. They're like, what are we what are we watching now? And I'm like, well, I'm watching this. <laughs> well, I don't like that. Well, good for you. I, I don't have time. <laughs> I like it. So. GP, you mentioned Borat too. What was your what was your thought your thoughts on that? I know Todd and I have watched it. Uh, what'd you think? Um, so I, I'm not very I'm not a very political person. I, I I probably should be a lot more educated on stuff like that. So, but but I'm not. I kind of just stay away from a lot of that stuff. Um, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because Borat two the Borat movies kind of have like a little bit of a political oh sure you know issues that they deal with. Now a lot of people look at like the Borat movies like oh Sasha Baron Cohen is just this goofy guy that dresses up and does stupid stuff to get reactions. If you actually listen to some of his interviews and pay attention to him, the stuff that he's doing in these movies is to show people exactly how they are. Like you're these they're, he's showing people you have hate in your body, you have like racism, you like you a problem with this like like he was talking in an interview i was watching earlier he said in in the bruno movie they were somewhere and he was kissing another man and it literally almost started like a deadly riot like so and he's yes he's doing it to show you like the 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 crazy reactions and stuff like that but it's if you really look at it it's to show you what people think of certain situations it's kind of a scary thing he is I, I, to that point i think ahead. he's I, my, my daughter is not that familiar with him. And when I first started telling him about the new film, she of course was like, well, is he making fun of the foreign people? I'm like, no, baby, what he's doing is he's actually putting people we are aware of in situations that strip away everything to them. And for that reason, I think he may be the most relevant performance artist that's ever existed. He's, yeah. he's transcended that into making films and all that, but that is true performance art. When you can go in, create a re a real situation that simple and believes I'm just in real life and make a film of it. I, I don't think you can probably find too many people in pop culture like that. And, and one of the things I like, he does uh, that mixes in maybe not so much political humor that I thought was hilarious was when he goes into that, um, like the FedEx or whatever it is, the post office yeah. place. And he's having basically a text conversation with his government but over the fax machine uh with just simple phrases like sup what's up you know how are you doing just back and forth those kind of little moments of, of just simple humor uh really tickle all right so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and start closing things out here i know uh, gp's got a audience waiting to hear from him but i do want to ask real quick gp before we get we let you go i need to know your number one all time you're going to be stranded on an island uh, while streaming live, what movie do you take? Jurassic Park. There you go. And I mean, you, there was some news about Jurassic Park that you were pretty excited about, and I think they're working on another one with all the original cast members, right? <laughs> yeah, that was something that would... So, uh, yeah, they've rebooted the series recently. They've had, like, the two or new movies, but they've got another one coming out, uh, part of the Jurassic World series, um, and they've actually brought on some of the original cast from the original Jurassic Park, and yeah, I'm not sure how much of a role they're going to have, but just to see them, like, just to see the, the shot that they shared on Twitter, like, that they were all back at the studio, it was just like a it just touches your heart like man like you know 1993 like i don't know it's just awesome well you and todd can now be besties because he loves jurassic park and i'm not a dinosaur guy so uh i'm prepared for that um 
So before we let you go, again, want to thank you. Congratulations on your success. Continued success to you. Keep rocking it out. I'll st still keep watching and hanging out in your in your chat, trying to make silly jokes. Um, before uh, we let you go, we normally ask our guests to uh, do what's called a one-liner. And basically, all I need you to say is this is GP Hustler, and you are listening to The Other Kind Radio. We'll do that. Okay. Go ahead. You're gonna tell me you're going to tell me your Stranded Island movie? Um, oh, mine is Amadeus. Okay, uh, never seen it. All right. <laughs> what was was Todd's Jurassic Park, or what, are you obviously just a fan of Jurassic Park? You got a you got a I, stranded movie. I I grew up in the era of Spielberg, so I love pretty much most things he did, and and wow. love that film. But um, this is where I get to be pretentious film guy, and it's it wonderful. Be, it would have to be Citizen Kane, just because it's the one wow. movie you can not find everything ever to just be able to watch it and break it down be perfect wow that's that's wow nice choices guys it, one of the one of the things about todd and i that you should know gp is in the beginning of this podcast he brought up citizen kane and i poo-pooed on it so then i watched it and have done a complete uh, 180 on it and it, it is a fantastic film so um I, I don't know if you have a watch party necessarily. I have not but seen it. I have not seen Citizen Kane yet. I I think it was a little bit before my time, but a lot I, I have heard that it is a a cult classic. It is a just f great um, piece of movie uh, cinema history. So I, I think that is definitely something I need to check out. If you ever do, just spend a little bit of time and look online. It changed the language of filmmaking totally and when you watch it you'll sit there and, and you can look and say that's you just know this that's the first time they did whatever you think look looks or sounds cool it was okay the first time history it was done all and, right and then gp will use his media empire they built to make citizen kane the video game <laughs> be the most boring video game ever uh, also before we go to gp i want to give you an opportunity you know what better than i do please tell all of our listeners worldwide um, where you're at, where your merch is, which I'm, I'm, uh, wearing a, a t-shirt from, from your merch store right that. now. Uh, so yes, give us, give us your spiel about where we can go and how we can help support your cause. All right. Um, yeah. If you guys are familiar with, uh, twitch.tv or if you're not familiar with it, excuse me, uh, it's just a live streaming service. Uh, a lot of people assume it's just video games. It is so much more than that. It's hanging out. It's video games. It's, it's a lot of cool stuff, man. Twitch.tv slash GP hustler. That's where I'm at. And where can you go to your, uh, get your merch? Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, hustle247brand.com. We just recently came out with some merch. I didn't want to do like streamer merchandise, like some cheap t-shirts with like my face or something on it. I actually wanted to start something more of a brand. Like the whole hustle 247 thing is, you know, it's got a little bit of a meaning behind it. Like, you know, it doesn't mean you've got to work 24 seven, you know what I mean? That's ridiculous. It just means like, if you've got something you're passionate about, if you've got something on your mind, focus on that. Don't get sidetracked by anything but success. Just focus on what, what you're doing. You will get there and, and, and just keep your hustle up two, four, seven. Such a great positive message, especially these days. Todd, I'll turn it over to you for your, your final words. And then we'll go ahead and shut this puppy down. Yeah. I just want to say also what, what you're doing. I, you know, just already said it. I, I lead a band and especially a band during COVID age is good. God, you want to talk about an endeavor to try and push it forward. But I, I love your, your idea of just go. Uh, I love when people, you know, um, I say to an extent, it seems like your idea to just go is almost like a happy accident of, Hey, it's here. Let's do it. So I intend to pop over and take a look at you as well. 
I, I'm thrilled that you, you agreed to be here with us. I'm glad you and Jeff hooked up. So thank you so much. A hundred episodes also to you, Jeff. This starts because Jeff and I one day, not, not actually one day, numerous days are drinking beers together. And he's like, yeah, I just really want to do a podcast. I'm like, let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> and, you know, he may call me the real talent, but he's the real heart of this podcast. Oh. So Jeff, to you, my friend applause i'm proud of you good job oh man thanks a lot i appreciate that oh this is so sweet yeah. congratulations guys on your 100th episode let Thank me get my line in uh oh this yeah. is gp hustler and you are listening to the other kind radio oh that's perfect that's perfect all right folks there you go you spend another hour with us the other kind radio we want to thank everybody for your listeners thank you for your support go out check out gp hustler's channel support him take care stay safe and remember we are the other kind radio the other kind of radio. The other kind of radio.